0: Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good, Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Morgan Fitzsimmons from Percy Health. With advances made in diagnosis and treatment, more people are surviving from and living longer with cancer. This means a growing demand for post-treatment support, which Percy Health provide with their cancer experts who work with people to build a personalised care plan and provide specialist support. In this episode, Morgan explains why research and funding has been focused on cancer diagnosis and treatment, the lack of focus on post-treatment supports, and how Percy is solving this problem. I start by asking Morgan about the state of cancer in the UK today.
1: And actually, cancer is going through a massive change at the moment, so that's part of the reason why Percy exists. Um, one in two of us will be diagnosed with cancer in our lifetime, so it really is. Uh, a disease that affects a lot of the population. But actually, that sounds quite scary, uh, what we're seeing is a good news story. So even though more people are being diagnosed, more people are living with cancer. And we see that almost 60% of people are living 10 years or more. And this means that cancer's really being reclassified as a chronic condition. So if you think of something like diabetes, it's not a death sentence anymore. And that's really a key change in how cancer is uh, being treated, how it's being perceived and how people need to think about cancer and the treatment of cancer. So it's going quite rapidly through a lot of transformation in that sense. Um, But I guess what that does mean is that we've got a growing population of people who are living with the side effects of treatment. Um, who need lots of health care support in order to live their healthiest and happiest lives. And although we're seeing this incredible transition and innovation in treatment and um, screening, uh, we're not seeing the pivot in the same way to how cancer is cared for as a long-term chronic condition. And that's essentially why we created Percy Health and kind of um, why we exist today.
0: Got it. Yeah, and um, well, I didn't realize some of that, so that's really good to know. Uh, I guess when everyone thinks cancer, they think they think normally of like diagnosis or, or treatment. It, I think naturally that you'd probably don't think so much about the kind of post-treatment part actually, which is really important. Like you said, more and more people are living with cancer now, so that's like a, a bigger area to focus on. Um, in terms of like, the, I, I guess from a diagnosis treatment perspective, it sounds like over the last like 10, 20 years, is that where most of the focus has been? Like from an improvement perspective, and that's where like money's been invested, yeah. research has been done.
1: Yeah. And I think quite rightly, right, that that's it's a really cool part is making sure it's diagnosed as quickly as possible and it's treated in the most effective way. So I think there's, this is absolutely where we should be at this point. You know, the, the focus should be on how do we um, how do we treat it as quickly and as effectively as we possibly can. Um, it's just there needs to be a bit more space now opened for once that's happened, what's the next step? um there's lots of there's lots of stuff published i think you would have seen cancer in in the headlines from covid and uh, really that's great because it's raising awareness um uh, but what needs to happen is we do need to open up a bit more space for um people that have finished their treatment and they need support and the nhs published lots of stuff about this and essentially The way people feel and how it's been documented and published that um, they feel is that um, when they finish their treatment, that's actually when everything hits. The psychological impact, uh, the impact of how do I move on now? This has happened to me. This traumatic event has happened to me. What do I do now and where do I go? Um, And and they kind of describe it as um, falling off the edge of a cliff and that's because when you're in your core treatment you get lots of support and access to healthcare providers and then you get to that point where someone says you're good to go we won't see you for the next few months and you go home and you're kind of left with well, I've got side effects I'm not quite happy in all elements of my health um, um and people feel very very isolated and alone and they have nowhere to go
0: yeah, I was, I was going to ask like what the typical routes are at that point, but is is it the case that there isn't much? Then you're kind of like with the NHS, you're you're then kind of less less frequent visits, and there's no one else actually supporting at that time. So, yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's accurate. So you've got obviously the NHS. Have- incredible and doing an incredible job and they are um, we know they're overwhelmed and that they're at the point of bursting at the moment and they do a really great job of that core treatment and that's where they are really useful but they don't have the resources to then do ongoing long-term personalized follow-up care they just can't possibly do it what has happened previously for a long time is it's been delegated to the charitable sector So you'll know a lot about the big charities and really they've been left to try and support people when they're in that period. Of course they don't have the resources, they don't have the funding and they can't adequately provide personalised healthcare. Um, So that's how what people have been doing at the moment. Uh, Another thing that happens a lot is that you'll see people lean on each other. So there's lots of Patient forums, uh, people asking advice of uh, people that have done what have been through the treatment they've been through, or they've um, experienced some of the similar things. So actually, you're starting to see um, people filling the gap because they don't know where to go or what to do. Um, and obviously, that's amazing, but you can't really, um, you can't really help someone from a healthcare perspective, for, you know, with safe advice from someone who is medically trained and can help with your outcomes. So um, essentially those are the the three avenues at the moment. And so that's where we step in and we say we can give you access to all of these incredible, um, highly qualified, you know, NHS trained experts, Um, but they are really focused on supportive care and everything outside of your core cancer treatment.
0: Got it. Got it. And I was about to say it's probably a good time to talk about Percy Health and you've just given that that, that good overview. Um and my understanding is that the, the way you do that is that you're are you primarily focused on working with employers? So it's like a B2B to C model that you have?
1: Yeah. Well, um startup world, the journey is ever. Changing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, we've evolved and changed and adapted. I guess um the big vision the big vision is that we want to give access to quality care to um, everyone that needs it. Um, But we've got to start somewhere. And so we've, uh, we started actually, uh, from a direct to consumer perspective, because we saw that as a really quick way to gather feedback, quite agile. um, We we are digital, so we can put it out there, we can access feedback, we can have that direct communication with the people that we are trying to, um, that we are serving. And really, we don't exist unless we produce something that works for them. So that's how we started. And then just uh, last year, um, oh no, early this year actually, we um, pivoted towards B2B. And um, quite rightly, as you said, employers, um, insurers, uh, making sure that they provide it to people. Um, that are impacted by cancer. Uh, there's also another thing that, um, I haven't mentioned, which is those that are diagnosed with cancer, but also their friends and family and carers. So there's a huge gap where actually carers aren't even thought about, but they do a lot when supporting um, a loved one or, you know, a family member who has been diagnosed with cancer. And a lot of those people are working and in work and balancing. Uh, a caring role, but also supporting someone with cancer. Uh, we see that 36% of people living with cancer are of working age and that doesn't even, um, that doesn't even include their carers, family, friends. So there's actually quite a large percentage of the working population that are hard to pinpoint but who are impacted by cancer and could really use the support that we offer. Um, So that's where that's kind of phase two of trying to improve access and broaden our access to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And yeah, a lot of the the kind of healthcare businesses, health tech businesses I see and work with um, have kind of similar journeys and end up in that kind of B2B space because it's scalable and actually one of the best ways to reach like more and more people. Um, And obviously some individuals cannot afford to pay for it. Whereas an employer has a great opportunity to, to help look after their workforce and and provide a better place for them to be working. So naturally having benefits are specialized to what they need is, is super key as well. So it's like a great opportunity around.
1: Exactly. And, and also health equity is incredibly important, you know, so we produce this business Um, but the goal is, like I said, to make, um, high quality healthcare accessible to everyone. So your point about um, the person not having to pay is really key. We, you know, until we find a route to the NHS, which is definitely on the roadmap, there's lots of stuff on the roadmap. Um, really employers provide that avenue.
0: Yeah, yeah, makes, makes complete sense. So, um, if we kind of run through that scenario of, yeah, uh, if it is an employer that uh, has signed up to use Percy Health and, and one of the employees uh, has, has just finished uh, their treatment and they're looking for some support and they, they open up the app for the first time, like, what does that user journey look like, like the initial flow and then like that ongoing support that they, they can have access to? So, they
1: are essentially, they sign up, they do a simple onboarding questionnaire where we ask key things about what stage you're at. Um, we also ask if you're living with or beyond cancer or if you're a carer, because we want to provide different, you know, you need slightly different services dependent on that. And then the whole experience is centered around a personalized dashboard. And within that dashboard, you have key next steps and actions um, based on that onboarding questionnaire that um that will give you prompts on what the best course of action is for you. And then as far as that being kind of your your the place you return to always where it has your next upcoming appointments, um, programs of care to watch because we have video-based programs that are delivered by our healthcare experts the the core piece of what we deliver is you get a personalized cancer nurse or your personal cancer nurse who is with you from when you join us throughout your whole journey with Percy Health and really they're there to support you guide you help you navigate all the professionals we've got and all of the resources we have essentially And they will provide you with a personalized care plan after you have an initial consultation with them. Within that personalized care plan, you get a recommended care team. And that will be based on your initial clinic. Uh, It will be based on what you are trying to do or what your key concerns are um, and how you want to improve the quality of your life. And we have the largest network of cancer experts in the UK. And they're from a broad range of specialisms. So we have dieticians, we have uh, psychologists, we have menopause experts, we have hair and image advisors, um, lymphedema specialists. So they're really broad, um, all being cancer specialists. So they have to have a minimum of three years hands-on cancer experience. So these are really highly highly qualified and experienced professionals and you get access to them through one-to-one virtual clinics and how much access you get and who you should access is really positioned in that personalized care plan so it's a really tailored personalized approach which we think is the only way we can improve outcomes and ensure that um, we really have meaningful impact on people's lives.